Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, March 26, 2023. Pastor Paul Talbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so that they too may share the joys that Jesus has won for them. Here's Pastor. Death stinks. Literally, figuratively, it stinks. If you've ever run across, uh, when you're going deer hunting and you're going across a, a carcass in the woods, you, you, uh, it stinks. Today we're going to be looking at death. And why does it stink? There's nothing you can do to stop it. Everyone in this room, unless Jesus comes back, while we're still alive, everyone here is going to be dead. Death causes a lot of sadness. Death causes a lot of anger. When my dad died, I was really, really angry at God. And then what do you do with that? And then I was sad when my mom died. What do you do with that? And my sister, what's going on with it? So what happens is death has these huge emotions that unleashes because we are completely powerless to stop it. Although when you watch the commercials on TV, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, you can maybe not be dying quite so soon because we have some cream that you can put on to make those age wrinkles go away. Or we have a machine that can work out so that your, your body will look a little bit more fit than it does as you know it's going to get as you get older. But every day, we're reminded every day the wages of sin is death, and it is coming. When the storms went through Mississippi, a lot of people found out that death was coming. So there's tragedy and pain and sorrow. Earthquakes in Ecuador and in Syria. Thousands of people dead, just like that. A tsunami comes and wipes out a town. Dead, just like that. Death stinks. There's nothing you can do to stop it. It's really upsetting, isn't it? But even when someone dies, it's kind of like death reaches up from the grave and tries to suck the joy out of your life. So you can't even enjoy the life that God is giving to you with all the blessings that he has poured into that day-to-day -day life. Ah, what to do? I'm pretty sure that God recorded John chapter 11 for the year 2023. We're really good at restarting someone's heart when they die. We're really, really good at, at helping people go through very, very difficult times of their life and come out kind of okay on the other side. Might be a long time in the hospital, but, you know, we, we've... We've pretty much uh, pushed that off, and we kind of forget we cannot stop death. It causes sorrow. One day, my death is going to cause sorrow for other people. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be sad. I have no power over that. So the Lord puts this in here to remind us that although death binds us, 
He is personally involved in our lives, and he can hear every request. And he is the one, the only one, who can help. A man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, was the, whose brother Lazarus was sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord, wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Jesus had intentionally put himself into the sphere of their friendship. He had created a friendship and a camaraderie with them over the course of time. He would stay at their house. They were known as his friends. How cool would that be? Oh yeah, this afternoon Jesus is coming over. He's going to have lunch with me. Me and Martha, Lazarus. That would be awesome. So they knew who Jesus was. They had listened to him. They knew what he was about. And what happened? Lazarus gets sick. So what did they do? They know who Jesus is, right? They do they know that he loves to listen to them, so they go to him. And they can't go in person, they send somebody. And they just say, your friend Lazarus is sick. Jesus, everyone's expecting, is going to drop everything and run to his friend Lazarus' side. And he doesn't. But he stays where he is two more days. What? He said this to his disciples, the sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. What? But Lazarus did die. But if you listen carefully to what Jesus said, it will not end in death. Yeah, Lazarus did get sick. Yes, Lazarus died. It didn't end there. So Jesus was letting his disciples know it's not going to end this way. But like most of us, the disciples kind of half paying attention. So they stay where they were two more days. That's what it says. Then he's going to go back to Judea. And there, there's, a, there's a wanted poster out for Jesus. Dead or alive, preferably dead. Thank you very much. So the disciples saying, Lord, do you know, remember, sir, remember, you were just... It was a dangerous place. Let's, let's step back a little bit from that. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm here for a short time. I have to do the work of my Father in heaven. And our friend Lazarus, he's, he's fallen asleep. Fallen asleep? Well, Lord, we'll just stay here. It's safe here. And we'll, he's, he's got to keep getting better. So Jesus gets blunt. He is personal with his disciples, just like he was personal with Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they know who he is. They know what he's saying. So Jesus said, Lazarus is dead, but for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And you can almost see Thomas throw up his hands and shake his head. Well, let's go and die with him too. There's not a lot of confidence with the disciples other than knowing that Jesus, up to this point, Jesus has always been straight with them. Up to this point, Jesus has always talked to them plainly. Up to this point, Jesus has always let them know. And they could always talk with him. But something happened now. Now they got to go to a place and they skipped the funeral on purpose. 
Lazarus got sick and sicker and sicker and died, and Jesus let that happen on purpose. Mary and Martha were doing all the right things that you're supposed to do. Go to Jesus in prayer. And he did nothing as far as they could see. But at God's time in God's place, he went to Judea. And on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. Many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Jesus doesn't even make it to their house. He gets as far as the cemetery outside of the city. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but even now I know God will give you whatever you ask. We do the same thing. If I, Lord, if you could have, would have, should have. We want to tell God what to do. We want him to listen to our advice, our advice. Yeah, what happens? We wind up disappointed because we had these expectations that God was going to jump through our hoops. But God does things in God's way on God's timing. Jesus had personally inserted himself into the friendship of this family. He had personally called the disciples to follow him so that they would listen to what he says and he would listen to their questions. I know even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she confesses that she has faith. She knows what the Bible says. She takes God at his word. But she is overcome with sorrow. Overcome with sorrow. That's what death does. It shakes you right to the bones. doesn't matter if you know it's coming a long time, it's coming a short time, but it doesn't matter. Death is a final thing. You can't stop it. And when it comes, you can no longer have conversations with that person. And then what happens? He missed the funeral. So all the people know there's a guy who could have come. He's just a couple miles down the road. How come he didn't walk? Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Great last words. Did you hear that? When I was younger, we memorized the first part, but we forgot the last four words. Jesus gets really personal. She gets personal with Martha. He says, Martha, I don't want you giving me what you give at the synagogue when you're confessing the Christian faith. I want to, I want to know. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's a good question. That's a question we need to ask ourselves. Do I believe this? Or am I just saying the words that 
sound nice in the air when I'm surrounded by other Christians in a, in a comfy church, sitting on comfy pews? Do I believe that Jesus has power even over death? If he does, that means he has all power in heaven and on earth, which we just confessed, which means that I have no reason at all to worry. So what do we do all week long? We worry. We worry about, I don't, I don't know, our health, the weather, wars. We worry. We love to worry. We love to give God advice on how he should be worrying for us and taking care of whatever it is that we're worried about. And the God we serve is so patient. He loves to hear us. You know, when the Lord used holy baptism to create faith in little baby Everest, you know what he did? We're told that he connected him back to his death. As many of you were baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death. So just as he was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Each death reminds me, that's right, I'm going to die, but each death also reminds me I am part of a family of faith that God himself has set up a relationship with where he decided to adopt me into his family. He decided to wash away my sins, and that's a big task. So he sent his son who washed away all my sins with his lifeblood on the cross. And so that I would not despair, he raised his son back to life again, and he said, see, he has total victory over death, total power in heaven and on earth. Wow. What happened? Well, we know what happened. Jesus, once more deeply moved, said, take away the stone. Lord, by this time there's a bad odor. He's been there four days. Didn't I tell you if you believed, you'd see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. You know, you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus is setting it up so everybody sees this is great sadness. Everybody sees there is nobody possibly ever who can take care of this big problem. Because not only is Jesus' friend dead, he is rotting, and when we move the stone away, everyone's going to know it's going to stink. Oh, we just can't stand it. But we will do what he says. And Jesus, in a loud voice, says, Lazarus, come out! And just like that, the dead man comes back to life again. He's healthy, again, walking out to Jesus who called him to come out. What amazing preview of what's going to be coming for us. You know, Christianity, what we believe is built on one person, Jesus Christ, and his glorious resurrection from the dead. So his death and resurrection, that is the foundation for our faith. That was central. That's central to my life too, isn't it? Your life too? You're going to die. But it's not going to stop with your death. Because God has promised in his word he's going to raise up those who trust in his son. 
Well, can God do that? Well, go back to John 11. Yes, he can. He just said one word, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus came out. The dead man came back to life. Jesus said the same thing's going to happen on the last day. With a loud command, the dead in Christ will rise first. What a glorious day that's going to be. Can you imagine being by a cemetery on that day? Wow. What an amazing thing. No fear. And then all of a sudden, all these living bodies are coming. What an amazing day that's going to be. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then comes that question. Do you believe this? If you believe this, you're surrounded by Christians right now who you'll see in heaven. Right now, we have gathered together to praise God, who we can't see yet, but one day we're going to see face to face. So how do you think God our Father wants us to interact with each other? Does he want you carrying a grudge against somebody? Does he want you lipping off to somebody? Does he want you blowing your top so that that person understands how deeply you feel about your toe? My goodness. We are to speak kindly one to another. We're supposed to honor others above ourselves, remembering that we are God's children, part of his family of faith, just like they did with Lazarus. Now later on, we're told that uh, Jesus was, well, a couple days later, eating lunch with Lazarus. <laughs> eating lunch with Lazarus who had been dead. And people were believing and coming to Jesus to just see this amazing thing. This guy had been dead. Everyone saw the funeral, and all of a sudden he's alive again. <gasps> and what happened? They tried to kill Jesus as well as Lazarus. It stirred up the hatred to Jesus even more. And Jesus knew that. And he raised Lazarus back to life anyway. Because when Jesus dies on the cross, there goes all of death's power. Jesus is the only one who hears us what we really want and really need and is able to help us in our time of need. So in Jesus' name, go out and tell somebody that. Go out and be that person who understands that death is scary, death is frightening, death causes a lot of anger and confusion, but you are part of a family of faith that God has brought you into himself. And he says, do not fear. Don't be afraid. God who calls himself Emmanuel is also our good shepherd and victory over death is ours. In his name so let us live. Amen.